Good morning, it's 10 a.m. Our sicha this morning is dedicated to Ilui Nishmas, Rivka, Bas, Yaakov, Shmuel, Halevi, Shavalias, Hanashama, the mother of one of our fellow learners in this year. Uh, this morning, we're doing Parshas Noyach, Chelek Tezvav, Sicha Aleph, and even though we've done um, a sicha on Bereshis already, but this is really our first class of this new year, as it were, after, after the Yom Tevim. So it's our V'yakov Halach Ladarke, and um, it's exciting to be able to begin our V'yakov Halach Ladarke journey in this fashion. Again, it's Noyach, Chelek Tezbav, Sicha Aleph in the Lashon HaKadosh. And I know Tipa has posted it uh, in the chat and she will post it again in a few minutes. In regards to the construction or the building of the Teva through the agency of Noyach, Isa bin Medrash, the Medrash tells us, that uh, Noyach was busy with this project for 120 years. And Rashi brings this down in his parish on, on this pasuk in our parsha. The Rebbe says we have to understand. For what purpose and why did Noyach spend so much time on this project, on building the table? And why did he not fulfill the commandment of Hashem that he should make a teva with alacrity? Why did he not do it with his resources? Why did he not do it quickly? And especially, and especially in light of the fact that the building of the Teva was in order to save him, it was for his salvation, and it was to perpetuate the existence of the entire world. So, you know, we understand there's certain things a person would procrastinate with, but why would a person procrastinate with something that pertains to his own uh, existence, his own very salvation, and the existence of the world entire? Virashi and the Rebbe explains that Rashi does not reconcile this issue, does not answer this question. He doesn't even allude to something that would help us understand this glaring question. The and don't try to argue that in this regard, Nayak did not act accordingly. Sharia Kosov made a love. Because the Pasuk in our Parsha testifies about Nayach that he was Ish Tzadik Tamim, that he was a man who was righteous and complete in his devotion and in his service of Hashem. And even though Rashi brings down that there are two opinions, uh, how to understand Ish Tzadik, and one is that he was only a Tzadik Bidai if you juxtapose his behavior against the behavior of the others in his generation, then you could call him a tzaddik. But had he been in another generation, he would not have uh, 
made the cut for tzaddik. But even if you use that understanding of his tzitkos, of his righteousness, Maybe you can say that he wasn't actually such a great tzaddik when it comes to other aspects of his persona. But regarding the building of the teva, the pasuk actually finishes up that narrative by, by telling us and underscoring that Noyach did everything, kechol, everything that Hashem commanded him to do. Umuvan. And so it's understood from that pasuk. That in regard to this project of building the Teba, it is certain that Nayak fulfilled this directive of Hashem completely in all of its details. You also cannot say, you also cannot um, kind of rely on the argument that after Hashem let it be known that he would stave off his anger for 120 years, lest the people of that generation do tshuva. And so because there was time, there was 120 years, Nayak did not have to act quickly to build the teva. And in the meantime, he was busy with overtures, with campaigns to arouse the people of his generation for tshuva. And especially because it was clear that had they returned in tshuva, the mabal would not have and the Teba would not be needed at all. So why engage in building a Teba if it's contingent on the, you know, the possibility that they might do Tshuva, then you don't need it. But the Rebbe says you can't use that argument. Why? The first reason you can't rely on that argument is because when the Ebershah said, make the Teba, there was no time frame given on this. Move on. So therefore it's understood. He should have done this at the first possible opportunity. In other words, if Hashem gives you a commandment and Hashem doesn't say, I don't need you to have this ready for me for 50 years or 120 years, it's one thing. But the Abish said, So Nayach should have jumped and made it. Immediately. And the Rebbe goes further and says, And after the Torah testifies that Noyach did in fact complete this project completely, And once the Torah testifies that Noyach completed this task for the Ebishter and he did so in completion, then it's not logical to think that he pushed off the project and didn't do it immediately. Even if he pushed it off in order to arouse the people of his daughter to tshuva. Because if the Abish just said, then he had to do it right away.
And if the Torah testifies that he did this project completely, then it also means that the time frame was correct. Based. The other reason you can't say that once Abisha told him that there was a possibility that the mobble wouldn't come if the Jews did tshuva, so therefore he laid it off. The other reason you can't say this is because with this explanation, it would only help to reconcile why Nayak would push off this project to do only closer to the 120 years after Hashem told him to do it. And in the interim, he would dedicate his time to arousing people of his generation to tshuva. But even if you want to accept that, it still leaves a glaring mess, a, a glaring question that is not understood. And that is, when you read the Pasuk, it comes out, and especially according to the Medrash and according to what Rashi cites, that he didn't push off the project until closer to the due date of when the Mabba was, was, was supposed to come. He was busy with it for 120 years. Well, why did Hashem need him to be busy with this project for 120 years? In Seif Beis, the Rebbe says, Habir it would seem that the simple explanation for this would be So it would seem that Rashi cites this from the Medrash, that the simple reason for why Hashem commanded Noyach to build the Teba, although Hashem has so many ways to bring Nayak salvation. So why does he need to bother Nayak? Why does he need to, to burden Nayak with this project? So what does Rashi answer? And, and, the, and the Medrash answers in more elongated fashion. In order that all the people of that generation should be witness to the fact that he was busy with this project of building the Teva for 120 years, the Shail and Isaiah, and they would ask him, well, What are you doing? And he would say to them, In the future, God is going to bring a deluge, a, a flood. Perhaps you should think about your behavior and you should do tshuva. Nimza. So once we understand what Rashi citing the Medrash is telling us about the efficacy and the reason for Nayak being busy with this for 120 years. So based on that, we find So now we understand that they're not two separate things. Rather, they are one thing. The very action of building the Teva was the conduit for arousing people to Tshuva. It's not one or the other. They're both the same thing. So therefore, we understand how the argument that first he was busy being Ma'er people, arousing people to Tshuva, and only later would he do the, would he do the Teva, that, that doesn't hold water. 
And once we understand that this is the reason for why Hashem said to Noyach, make for yourself a teva, because Hashem could have had many other ways to save him, but this was in order that people should be saved through their seeing Noyach building a teva. And they're going to ask him why, and they're going to do teshuva. So once we understand the real reason for why Hashem told Noyach to build the teva, move on, that the fact that Nayak prolonged the prolonging of Nayak's building the Teva is not the opposite of Zrizos, of alacrity. This is not just a pedestrian case of procrastinating. On the contrary, it is actually the essential and the true way of Nayak bringing Hashem's commandment to fruition. Because the real reason that Hashem told Nayak to build the Teva was not because that would be the only way he could be saved from the oncoming, from the onslaught, from, from, the, from the marble, from the deluge. But rather, it was to arouse people to Tshuva. But the Rebbe says, even after we understand this, and we ascertain this, but, we're, but it's still not computing exactly. That says we still have a question. Why? Because, because in order to arouse the curiosity of the people of that generation and for them to ask with wonder, what are you building? What is this project? In order for him to arouse their curiosity and for, for, for the Nayak to be the for the Teva to be the conversation piece, so that Nayak could begin to tell them that there's going to be a delusion unless you change your behavior, he didn't have to prolong this project for 120 years. So now our question returns with all its veracity to where we were at the beginning. Why did Nayak have to prolong the, um, the fulfillment of Hashem's command, Aselecha Teba? For 120 years, which is the opposite of acting with Zerizos, he could have built the Teva quickly, very quickly, put it on display, okay, and then through the built Teva, he could arouse their curiosity in equal fashion. So why is it necessary for him to actually be working on the project for 120 years? So once we understand this pushback, this question, we're forced to say, Once we analyze this a bit, the Rebbe analyzes it for us, then we understand, no, but the actual commandment of making the Teva was issued in a manner that meant that Nayak should work at this for 120 years. 
and we understand that this is the actual intention of the Abishter, and, and, and the Medrash explains this in asking, why did Hashem burden Noyach with this project? In order that the people of Azar should see what he is busy with for 120 years, and they should ask him, I know. This means that from the beginning, from the onset, Okay, notice the Rebbe underscores the project was conceived in such a way from the beginning that Nayak should be burdened with the building of it and that it should necessitate 120 years of work. <clears throat> in order that the people of this generation should be witness to this, Yishalu, they should ask, and when they get their answer, they should be aroused to Tshuva. So it's not It's not that he elongated the process. It's rather that the, pro the project was conceived in such a manner that it should take 120 years. Now, Gimel, Rabbi continues to um, analyze further this Tzivoy. And the explanation is simply the following. The simple understanding of the words asay lecha, who asay ata, because asay lecha could mean make for you. The simple explanation is you should make it. And like the Barbanel teaches, this teaches, it means that Noyach himself should make the teva and he should not command others to do it. He wasn't meant to be the supervisor. He wasn't meant to deputize somebody else to do it. The commandment was rather that Noyach should build the teva by himself, but yes, and even more, and according to the explanation of the Ragat Shavagain, Alder Halacha, who explained it in Halacha legally, the Ragat Shavagain taught that every instance where the commandment begins or is coached in the in the in the Lushan, in the terminology of Asay, the mitzvah is about the action item of doing it. And in like fashion in Avera, whenever we find a mitzvah, a prohibition, and the word asay or that terminology, that edaman is involved in the, in the commandment, the only way you can actually trespass on that commandment is through an action. But what happens inadvertently, not directly through your action, you're not you're not chaya for that. And so, relating to our pasuk, so regarding our pasuk about asay lecha tevas atzei goifer that the Ebrisher told Nayach, kevon shebetzivri al asiyas atevon nemar asay lecha because this commandment 
comes with the word make for yourself or you make it and according to the the, 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 the rule that Rakhachava Goyen has taught us it means that the mitzvah is in the asiyah it's not that you should make sure this gets done it's not passive, it's active Asilcha means you have to do it. Therefore, based on this, Noyah had to undertake this entire project by himself. And halachically speaking, he could not accomplish this through a shliach, through an emissary, through, through the agency of somebody else. Even if you want to say that when the Torah says I say, you could still accomplish it through the agency of somebody that you deputize to do this. But why could it not work in this case? The Rebbe explains that Noyach could not um, appoint a shaliach to do this for him because for a ben Noyach, there isn't this halachic construct, there isn't this legal rubric where you could deputize someone. We know that for a Jew, there's such a thing that your agent actually. Um, you know, steps in for you, and it's as if you did this. But for Ben Nayak, the Rebbe says there isn't this construct. So once we understand that Nayak had to do it by himself, then it's not novel that even though Nayak would start to do this with great alacrity as soon as Hashem told him, but still in all, the project would take. 120 years. Adrab, on the contrary, the Rebbe says, because Nayak had to do it all by himself. It's a great wonder that it only took him 120 years. Once we understand that Asay means that you only fulfill this commandment through an action, and we understand that Nayak could not deputize anybody or bring in other people to help him and create a team because the mitzvah was on him and a ben cannot resort to the halachic construct of shliach shal adam kamaisai. So now it's, it's not a wonder, it's not novel that it took 120 years. On the contrary, we might even wonder why it didn't take longer. Now in Dalit, the Rebbe goes deeper in analyzing this commandment through again the lens of the Ragachavar going. The Dibri Haragachavar, Matsinu Benidun Didan Bez Svaras. In the in the writings of Ragachavar, we find regarding this mitzvah teva, that the Ragachavar analyzes this through two possible lenses. There are two svaras, two theses, two, two opinions. In Basia Sateva Hisa Mitzvah Paula Sabinyan, Ayha Mitzvah Haba Hamitsius Loi Habinyan. Shatehi Teva Bnuya. By the way, this is for a lot of mitzvahs. There is this um, 
there's the, the, the postulation, there, there's this thinking, is the mitzvah in the actual action or is the mitzvah to make sure that it happens? So you just have to make sure it happens. And we might say that how you come down on this question of whether the fulfillment of the mitzvah of making a teva is the action item or the fact that there has to be a teva and you make sure that there's a teva, that this would depend on the reason for the building of the teva in the beginning. If the only reason for building the teva is to save Noyach and his family from the mabel, from the flood, from the deluge, then the building of the Teba is not essential. Then the only thing we need to make sure is we have a Teba, we have a submarine, we have a vessel. But if we say she has asked us, but if we say that the building of the Teva was rather an exercise in um, broadcasting the message from Hashem that there is going to be a flood, there's going to be a mabel that is contingent on your behavior. And if that is the main reason for the building of the Teva, as I have been in Atzmai, who mitzvah. Then the building itself becomes a mitzvah, because it becomes a, a means of bringing people to tshuva. So, based on how the Ragachava breaks it down on analyzing what is the true intention of Noyach building the Teva, based on this, we can split. We can explain Shazuhi Kavanas Rashi that this is what Rashi intends to teach us when he tells us the Lama Why did God, why did Hashem have to burden Noyach to build this Teva? Hashem has a lot of ways of bringing salvation. And this explains why Rashi, who is usually so parsimonious with his words, so careful, seems to be very verbose in this case. He adds the words, and why did Hashem burden Nayak with this project with building this? But with these words, Rashi comes to explain, it's not only why did Hashem choose this modality of salvation, and why not some other modality of saving Naya? Because on the Pshat level, this is not really a um, pressing question or concern. Why? Because because the most logical step to take, if you think there's going to be a flood, a deluge, is to build a vessel in which you can sustain yourself and not be impacted by the water that's outside of it. 
And that's why Rashi doesn't cite um, the words that the Medrash does, which is, and could Hashem not have saved Noyach through sheer faith or with his words or to bring him up to heaven? In other words, Hashem doesn't have to build a submarine to save Noyach. Hashem... <laughs> Hashem is the creator of the heaven and earth. I mean, Hashem could do anything. So why this? But Rashi doesn't cite it. He, he, he really zeroes in on why burden Noyach with building. Ela Be'ikar, the main thing that Rashi focuses on is the lama hitrichai bevinyazet. Why would Hashem burden Noyach with this teva? Madua haya al Noyach asmai litreich bevinyazeva. Why did Nayak himself have to be burdened with building the Teva Hainu, meaning Mahi Hakavana Bazar, the Habinyan Gufa Humitva? Why is it that it seems that the building of the Teva is the commandment? And because there is this big reason for why the Teva has to be built, that explains why Noyach had to do it by himself. Here it's Rashi. And so Rashi arouses our curiosity, asks the question, brings the question of bold relief. And then he answers, in order that people should see it, in order that people should witness this, and they should talk, and they should try to guess. Why is he doing this? I'm sorry, because Nayak's overture in building was in order to trigger Teshuvah. And once we ascertain that it's really about bringing the people of Azar Teshuvah, then we understand that the mitzvah, that the essential mitzvah is in building the vessel, in building the teva. Hey. But the Rebbe says, But we still have to understand something. Let's get back to basics. The Rebbe reminds us over and over and over and over that Rashi's stated mandate for his parish is the pshat of the sukkim. And if that is the case, According to the Pshat, what would necessitate explaining that the word is about burdening Nayak with this project and that he has to do it himself? And especially, this is a question. Especially because it's really illogical, it's inconceivable that one person should be able to complete this project by himself. It was a, a huge vessel. It's hard to say, I'll peep shot. The Raja Trevor explains it in that fashion, but it's hard to explain, I'll peep shot, 
that the words asay lecha shachein loshen zu kiyetseba matzino bekama mechaimis, because we found these words asay lecha in other places upeirusha lechayr bekaimis elo, and in the other places al pipshutish al mikra koyin tipshat lecha means bishvilcha or lecha mishalcha. Lecha means either make this for yourself or make it of assets that belong to you. So it's very hard to say al pipshat that this means, aseilacha means you have to actually undertake this action item by yourself. Now, um, I'm working from a different device this morning. And so I saw a question come across the screen very quickly, but I didn't have enough time to read it. So um, could somebody read the question for me? Tipper, you I was just asking, uh, oh, sorry, fine. I was asking, I, I, maybe I missed this, but why did he need the teva in order to rouse him to tshuva? Like it just, I didn't get that point. Why was I, the teva an integral part of arousing them to tshuva? Because, I mean, I think logically we can explain why does the Medrash say that the Abish told him to do this for 120 years in order to rouse him to tshuva? Because it's one thing when you tell people a flood is coming, a flood is coming, you have to do tshuva. But it's another thing when every single day they get up and they pass the site where Nayak is actually building a teva. This must be serious. So we know that that, that, you know, when you do something like that, it jogs people to action much more than if you just say something to them, which is kind of more theoretical. Like maybe this guy is hallucinating. He's on something. But now, no, he's actually- But why Noya had to do, did it explain why, I, mean, I just, I don't know if I missed it. Did it explain why Noya had to do that in order to arouse them? Or is that our no, question? I, I, I think the answer is Noya has to do it because he's the only one who Hashem is communicating with because he's the only one who is still, on the path with Hashem in a world gone wild. So Hashem, Hashem says, you're the tzaddik of the door. It's your job. It's your shlichus. There's so many sikhs where the Rebbe compares this to how Avram took care of his door and how Moshe took care of his door. So I think that the, I think the plain answer to your question is, who else would arouse people to tshuva than Nayak, who was the only person who's still on the right page? Right, I guess my question is, why couldn't he delegate and then he could arouse everyone to Tshuva if he was busy? Ah, so this, the Raga Chavar taught, the Rebbe brings down, that Asay Lecha means you have actually, to. An item, actually an action item. Not that you have to make sure it gets done, but you have to do it. And only that way do you fulfill the mitzvah. So now the Rebbe, right now the Rebbe just asked, but in other places, Al Pipshutishel Mikra, Asay Lecha, could mean make it of your own assets, which we just learned in a sikha about sukkis, or make it which belong to you, or make it for your purpose. And so why does Rashi feel compelled, al-pipshutashomnikra, to cite that a means that Nayak should actually be busy with this project? And the Rebbe gives us an answer. The Rebbe's answer is like this, and we might say, that what compels Rashi to cite this medrash that Noyach has to be busy with this is not based on the Raga Chavagain's understanding because Rashi's Prishal Mikra. So what compels him to say that Noyach has to do this? Because Rashi looked at the order of the Psukim in, in this narrative. And the order is like this. Hatziboy alasias hateva nemar bekasuv Miyad la Akar Sipor Hapula Ubinagel Dorhamabul 
Kate called Basar Balafanai, the Hindi We have this passage where Hashem says, That's it. The end of all flesh has come. I am going to destroy them. Then comes the commandment, but it comes, this commandment to build the Teva comes before Hashem says, I am going to destroy the world through a flood. Okay, so it's only in that later Pasuk, it's only after the Pasuk about building the Teva that Hashem reveals and delineates specifically how the world is going to be destroyed. So from this, Rashi learns that the commandment from Hashem to make a Teva, it's not only, maybe it's not even primarily about the fact that there has to be this vessel, the submarine, to save them, that it should be Hanifal, something that has to exist. That there has to be a Teva to save him. From this, Rashi learns that it's not the passive understanding. There has to be a Teva. So Nayak should go out and he should hire a team and build a Teva for him. No. The essential action item of building Gam, but Gam is in parentheses, he mitzvah be'inyan be'fte atzmai. That is the commandment. And this would act as a warning to that generation. Now the Rebbe explains um, in, in Vav that, and, and this is something he speaks about in many sikhas, that Rashi's commentary on Chumash is different from Rashi's commentary on the Gemara. That the style of Rashi's Perush on Taira is not uh, completely aligned with his stated mandate or his style of commenting on the Gemara. Although in both cases, his, his, his M.O., his modality is to explain the content according to Pshat. But you can't compare the Pshat of Gemara, which is to the Pshat of Chumish. Learning the Pshat of the Teres Psukim. They're two different ways of learning. And therefore, the Rebbe says, And therefore, with this, with, with this introduction, the Rebbe wants to obviate a question that would come up that we knew everything that Rashi said in this parish um, on the Shas, we might have a question here. And what would that be? So he explains, and the divergence of Rashi's commenting style from the Torah to Gemara is underscored in, in what we're learning here. The Mesecha Sukkah, in Sukkah, because of Rashi, Rashi writes, Sha'af shame nishtativ im noyach bevinin hateva. That shame 
also help Noyach to build the table. Says that from Rashi saying that shame helped Noyach Muchrach, then we're forced to say Based on that, we would have to say that it's not the building that was the actual mitzvah, but it's the fact that there would be a teva that was the focus. Which is which is the opposite of what Rashi is explaining us here in our parsha alatayra through the lens of the Ragachavar as well. The explanation for this, what appears to be an inconsistency, is that from the Pshute Shal Mikra of our Psukim here, there is no hint, there is no allusion to this idea that shame should be part of this project. Adra, but the contrary. From the fact that the Pasuk finishes this narrative with the Pasuk, so from these words, it's understood. Based on Rashi's way of learning Torah, Shenoyach Atmoi Bona is a teva. The Noyach himself built the teva. Bahadvarim Oylim Bekana Achad Gam Imashmas Hemshachaksavim Alatum Alatar. And this is consistent with the understanding of the trajectory of Sukim in this story. Mehakdamas Hatsibui Aselacha Tevas Koimer. From the beginning. When Hashem says to Noya, tevas, muchach, it's kind of very starkly clear, hi hapaula, that the mitzvah is the action of building. Kinal like, like the Rebbe says, like we said above in Sifei. And therefore, because it's so clear in the puzzle that the mitzvah is to build, we find that the Midrashim tell us that Noyach's being involved in building the teva was in order to arouse people to tshuva. And once we understand that, we understand that the etzim mitzvah is the b'niya, the building. Masha'en came, but in contradistinction, in Rashi's perush on the shas, Rashi cites differently in consonance with what the Gemara teaches there in the Halacha. Aleph. First, first number one. The Gemara does not connect Noyach's overtures towards arousing people to tshuva with the building. It says simply the Nayak, the Tzadik spoke to them and, and asked them to do tshuva. The Gemara does not connect this to the building of the Teva. And even later on in that Gemara, Amru Zakin Teva Zulama they said to Noyach, old man, what, 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 what are you doing here? What, what, all of a sudden you have a building project? Amar lahem, so Noyach told him, HaKadosh Baruch was bringing a, a marble. 
Mashma, so it's understood in the Gemara, from the Gemara, it's understood that there was a Teva, and they asked him, what's this Teva for? They were asking him, they were asking him about the existence of the Teva. They weren't asking him why he's building and additionally, Beis ain muska b'gemara shatzias ha'teva nimshcha kuf chav and we also have no mention in the Gemara that this project took 120 years. Rashi, and from this, Rashi proves shelashitas hashas binin ha'teva ha'yerak l'shem hatzala that in in the shita based on the thought process that's brought down in the Gemara. The Teva was simply a means of salvation for Noyach and his family. And the campaign to arouse the people of this generation to Tshuva was a separate thing. It's disconnected from the building of the Teva. So according to the Gemara, the mitzvah is that there should be a Teva, that the Teva should exist. That it should, it passively, it has to exist. And therefore, there is no chiyuv, there's no obligation for Noach himself to build it. And therefore, he could be the project manager, he could be the one that um, orders the teva, or he could build it with other people like shame. But there's no hechrech, there's no necessity to say that Noyach built it by himself. Zayin, oid leishon, yeishlein. The Rebbe says, and one more thing. Gam Rashi b'pirusha l'shas soiver shaha mitzvah hibinin ha-teva. V'loi rak mitzvah sa-teva. Rebbe says, but Rashi too, if you look carefully at how he says, what he says, he also believes, based on his commentary on the Gemara, that the mitzvah is about building, not just the existence of the teva. But Rashi there is citing his Hirush in line with the Paiskim who rule that a Benayach can deputize another Benayach to be his Shaliyah. Earlier we said that there's no such thing as creating agency for mitzvah or proxy for Ben Naya. But Rashi in the Shas is in line with the Paiskim who say, yes, there is, as long as the Ben Naya appoints a proxy that is also a Ben Naya. So in accordance with those Paiskim, you could say that even though shame helped, he was a proxy for Nayach, and so it's like Nayach did it. Masha'in came with but in contradistinction in Rashi's parish on Chomish, Nayakit Rashi lefib shutay shel mikra. But shutay shel mikra on Chomish means something different from shutay shel mikra of the Gemara. And in the Chomish, According to Pshat, when Hashem commands a person to do something, can't accomplish this through a shliach. As explained in other places, 
And so we're back to square one. Going to Pshut Hashem Mikra, Nayach himself has to make the teva. Now the Chabbos says in Ches, Kfar Nizbar Pa'amim Rabbis, we've already explained many times, Shekol HaPehirushim L'Pasuk Echad, Yeish Lahem Shaykh Zelazeh. So this is um, a hallmark, it's signature to the Chabbos Teva. But it's not conventional, because conventionally we understand the opposite. Yeshivim Pana Latera. There's at least 70 different divergent ways of understanding. And we understand that the, the novelty is that they all are different from each other. But in the Rebbe's Torah, the Rebbe insists that if they're all coming to explain the same pasuk or the same Indian, then they must all have a shaykhus to each other. They must all be connected on some higher plane. And so in, in our case here, Regarding the word lecha in the pasuk, asay lecha, make for you the teva. The varaharagachava, the ragachava explains lecha nishelcha. That when you make it, it has to be of your possession, your assets. Hainu, shenaya chayatzarek livnais is a teva minichas of shalai. He had to make the teva from materials that belong to him. Bitzarek laimar, so we have to say, shapeirusesh, vasay lecha, kashrim, a peirushanal. So the Rebbe says that we have to say that him building the Teva from materials that belong to him is connected to what we said above, that the mitzvah was to build and he had to build it himself. So now, so one of the wonderful gifts of learning consistently is that we begin to actually be able to connect the dots from one sicha to another. So now the Rebbe is going to reference something in a sicha that we learned on Sukkot. Rebbe says, we'll understand this by prefacing that similar to the Lushen about, right here about the Teva, Selicha, we have the similar Lushen con concerning the mitzvah of Sukkah. Selicha, Ushnein yanim elu yesh bechasidus. And these two in Yanin of Sukkah and Teva have a connection as explained in Hasidus. Shahasukkah hi bedugmas Tevas Noyach. That the Sukkah is similar conceptually to the Teva of Noyach. Why? Because both are about peace. The Tevas Noyach are you called In the Teva of Noyach live. All species of animals, the Afal Pikain, and nevertheless, Shara Sham Matav Shal Shalom. Miraculously, they all live peacefully, the domestic animals along, alongside the wild animals. Me'ain Hamatav. This, this is like the, the situation that will, that will be in the times of Mashiach. Lo Yiru Velo Yashkifu. The animals won't fear each other, they won't, they won't destroy each other. The guards the Avim Keves, Bahula Bahul. Valderach Zer Sukkah in Yanashalam. And the Indian of a Sukkah is about peace. Like we say, Ufrais Alenu Sukkah Shloimecha. And spread out upon us your Sukkah of peace. Acha Amru Chazal. And the Rebbe is here, we're going to something we studied then. Chazal said, Kol Yisrael Ruuyim Leishe Besukkah Achas. That all of B'nai Yisrael 
are deserving of sitting in one sukkah. It's this all-encompassing energy that solders us into one existence, peaceful existence. And that is hinted at in the words, Chag HaSukkos Ta'asel Lecha. Beheim Hanyanim Hanal Shebeteva. And so now we have the convergence of three ideas. That the building of the Teva is a mitzvah. That the word comes to teach us also that you have to make it from materials that belongs to you. And Gimel, and also that this Teva would be the means of salvation. And we find these three things, Matsinu Dugmasam Gambinina Sukkah. We find these three dimensions also in Sukkah. Aleph, we have Etemasiya Sukkah Mitzvah. The, the essential building of a Teva is, I'm sorry, a Sukkah is a Mitzvah. Ad Shalafiya Yerushalmi, that we, this is so much the case that the Yerushalmi says, Yesh Levorech Alasiya Sukkah Laasai Sukkah. Okay, this is not what we do. Um, but the fact that there is such a opinion cited in the Yerushalmi that there's a bracha to be made on building the sukkah shows that etzem asiya sukkah he mitzvah that essentially building the sukkah the mitzvah that's one dimension based ala sukkah liyos lecha mishalcha the sukkah has to be made from materials that belong to you it can't be minagezel you can't steal somebody else's material. Has to be your sukkah. And Gimel, Hamechuvan shall hayeshiva besukkah who leman yedu dorasechem ki besukkah is hashafti as the Yisrael behetziyah is samerit matrayim heim hayu anani hakfoidei shekipam behem lasel. And and what's the intention of building the sukkah? It's that the generation should know that Hashem sat us or, or settled us in sukkahs when He took us out of matrayim, and these were the Clouds of glory that that Hashem embraced us and surrounded us in Lutzel to to um, create a um, a shade Laval so that we would not be harmed by um, hot wind and and the heat of the sun. And therefore, we also build the sukkah in such a way that there's more shade. So we have in the teva these three things, the etzem building of the teva. There's the etzem building of the sukkah. There we have the idea that the sukkah has to belong to you. It can't be stolen. The teva had to be from materials that belong to Noyah. And we have the idea that the teva was to shield him from harm, to, to save him. And that's what a sukkah is. Nevertheless, even though we've lined up three ways in which they are similar, but we find there's a difference between the teva and the sukkah. Regarding the teva, Noyach himself had to build it by himself. Even though, yes, it is a mitzvah to build a sukkah, but you can also accomplish it through having somebody build it for you. You could hire a company base, so that's one difference. 
And the second difference is Hateva Mukrechas Lias Lacham Mishalcha, O Kishma Tevas Noyach. The Teva had actually belonged to Noyach. Masha'in came in contradistinction. Besuka, as we learned a few weeks ago, Hare Adam Yetzi Dechavasa, Besukasa Shalhabera, Sukha Shula, Lefisha Hare Hikishaloi. Few weeks ago, we learned this Indian that a person can fulfill his chiyuf to sit in a sukkah by sitting in a sukkah that belongs to his friend, a borrowed sukkah, and it becomes as if it's his. We could say that these differences, that this has to do, this is connected to more generally kind of zooming out and analyzing Nayak's Aveda regarding the coming of the Mapa. And we will begin by we'll preface by citing the Zoyar. <coughs> the Zoyar speaks of the difference between Nayak's behavior and Tzadikim of the Doyers that came after. Nayak did not pray for the people of his generation. In the words of the Zayhar, he did not engage in prayer for the world. And therefore, the, the, the Mabel is attributed to him, as it were. In other words, as if to say, that it depended on him. On him it depended. Because he didn't pray for the world. In contradistinction, the, the, the Tadikim that came afterwards, Avram, Moshe, they literally were ready to give up their lives to the people of their generation. Like we find most dramatically, but Moshe he said, he said to Hashem, and if you don't forgive them, just erase me from, from the terror that you've written. That's it. We might ask. The Chazal actually do say that Nayar did engage in a campaign to berate or reprimand the people of his generation and to arouse them to Chuba. This means that he was concerned with the situation of the people of his generation. So why does the Zayar say, So if he was concerned with them, why didn't he pray for them and arouse Hashem's mercy? So how do we reconcile these two things that the Gemara tells us that he did arouse into Tshuva and the Zayar is saying that he didn't pray for them Explanation is that yes, he did reprimand them. Yes, he did engage in a in a campaign to arouse him to tshuva, but it wasn't with Mesiras Nefesh, and it wasn't because he was so driven to save the people of his generation. He was concerned with fulfilling Hashem's command. In other words, he was concerned with checking this off his list. But he did, he lacked the passion. He lacked the love. He lacked 
the devotion that would mark the tzaddikim of later generations. And therefore, Hasidus explains, that Nayak did not really devote himself towards affecting a situation in which what he said and how he reprimanded them and warned them would actually effectuate tshuva. Because his focus was on himself. Hashem gave me a command, I have to fulfill. And this is such a huge lesson. I don't think I need to belabor it. Um, but, you know, it's, it's not about what we are obligated to do. It's about what's this going to look like, you know, for the other person? How is it going to affect them? So, you know, I guess you could say, it, you know, it, it's about the consumer. It's not about the producer. And, uh, and that's 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 a huge thing that we could bring about for hours. And because his focus was on the producer and therefore he did not pray with that devotion and that sense of urgency that Moshe brought to pray on the world. But when you compare this to Moshe Rabbeinu, Moshe really cared about Bnei Yisrael. It was as if whatever he was worried about would come upon them. He was worried as if it would come upon him. And therefore, And therefore, he was ready to be my sinefish for them. What did it take for Moshe to speak this way to Hashem? I mean, we say, and so Moshe was ready to have himself erased from the Torah in order to save his people. And the Rebbe finishes and comes back to what he raised earlier. Now we can understand the difference between, you could say, like the project or the energy of the Noyach's Teva and the mitzvah of Sukkot that Moshe Rabbeinu taught us. This idea that Noyach did not ask for mercy for the people of his generation, expressed itself. It came to expression through the way in which he built the Teva. Because Nayak's attitude was really about himself. So the whole idea that really was prominent was his salvation. And so it's really just for him and his family. In other words, when he was building the Teva, he wasn't building it to accommodate all the people of his generation. And for this very reason, he had to be the one to build and it had to be of his assets. This was really a personal thing. It was about him saving himself. After Matan Torah, 
Matatari, we became one existence, one body. And specifically, this was heightened when we came into Eretz Yisrael and we became responsible one for another. And we became one eternal existence. In such a way that every single Jew is impacted by every other single Jew. And especially in a mitzvah, a mitzvah sukkah, like the mitzvah of sukkah, where the Indian of Achdos is so overt and manifest, the whole Indian of sukkah is like the Rebbe said in Sifches about Shalom. Because the whole idea of Sukkah, as we explained in that sicha, uh, you know, explained at great length that there is a there is a singular and unique energy to sukkahs that it evokes that essential level where we're all one, and therefore, when I walk into your sukkah, it's as if it's my sukkah. Therefore, when you're talking about a sukkah, yes, it could be made by somebody else, it could belong to somebody else, and it's still considered like it's yours, <clears throat> like you made it. Like the Rebbe underscored in that sicha, that your your friend's sukkah is mamish in the category of your sukkah. And therefore, you can um, fulfill your chiyuv, because you're actually one body. Um, so this is the sicha of today. And I wish everyone a wonderful week. I don't know what we're all going to do with all of our extra time now that it's not a reviantive. Feels so strange, um, but I'm sure that we will all manage very well. Everybody have a wonderful week. Colto. Thank you. Uh, and a good chaydish. A good chaydish. A good kibbench chaydish. We're going to be doing laundry because we have two days of chaydish and yantif just yeah. ended. So. Hi, Baruch Hashem. Thank you for centering me on the focus. <laughs> I have a and question. Again, if if there's a minute, or sure, sure, sure. But I just want to say again that this sicha was the Nishmas Rivka Bas Yaakov Shmuel Halevi. Yeah, the question. On the one hand, we are told to do mitzvahs because Hashem tells them us to do them. Right, like we we don't not kill because it doesn't feel good to you know it doesn't sit right by us emotionally. It's right. only because Hashem told us not to kill, right? Yeah. When it came to Noach, was he not doing it this way? That he was doing it because Hashem told it to him, rather than because his feeling was like you know like it's not right to let all these people die. I'm not sure I understand the question. The question is, well, is there not... We do a mitzvah because Abish just said. Yeah. Right. And by Noyach. By Noyach, he was building the Teva because the Abish just said build a Teva. Not yeah. because he had Rachmanis on the people of his generation and he wanted them to do tshuva. But it comes out from Rashi that he was building the Teva for the purpose of arousing his generation. That's the whole point of this Rashi. That's Rashi's question. Why did Hashem burden 
Nayak. There are so many other ways in which Hashem could have saved him, but that was the only reason why burden him with building the Teva. Okay, but, but he's compared to Maishu Rabbeinu. Yeah. And that Nayak is considered to have done the, the mitzvah of building the Teva because the Ebeshter told him to. Whereas Maishu Rabbeinu was willing to give up the Torah being in his name because just because of his feeling about the other Yidin. No, what's being compared, it's two separate things. First, there's the Indian of ascertaining that the building of the Teva in and of itself is a mitzvah for the purpose of arousing tshuva. That's number one. Then at the, later, later in the Sikha, the Rebbe explained, he wants to take us further in the nuance of the words and in the nuance of the halacha and the difference between Teva and Sukkah. And so there he juxtaposes the passion of Moshe and in other sikhs also of Ramavinu, a lower level than Moshe, but also higher than Nayach, the Zayah says that Nayach lacked devotion and passion and real care for the people of his generation. So in other words, yes, he built the Teva and he was even Moshiach, the people of his generation, because that's what David told him to do. So he had to check it off his list because it, it was a mitzvah for him to do it. So your question is, why is passion a factor here when generally we're told we have to do it without understanding or passion? Is that your question? Sort of. Okay. Is it a higher okay. level to do it with passion? Okay. Because this is what I feel, or is okay. it a higher level because this is what the Ebisha told me to do? Okay. okay. So this is where we get the binary, like everything else. And so then something like that. It depends where we're talking, it depends in regards to what we're talking. But the Alta Rebbe tells us clearly, right, in the Tanya, that a mitzvah that's done with Ava and Yira, it has the wings of a bird, it can soar higher. So we know that passion adds to mitzvah and makes it a completely different type of mitzvah. On the other hand, and they're both true, the rock bottom, the Yisoyed, has to be Kabbalah Sol, has to be Hashem gave me this mitzvah. But on the other hand, the, 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 the passion, the ava, the yira definitely creates a different reality. So they're both true. So then depends on what you're focusing in this particular, you know, time. Thank you very much. Sure. A good given shiar, a good chaydesh kultur. Thank you. Amen. Thank you. You know, usually you're not involved, so, so get off your little high horse. I asked you one time to help me. You see, I, I can't, I, I keep go, doing go again, it. Leave meeting.